So I say to the guy, why don't I have waffles for lunch? It's five o'clock somewhere. Am I right? Am I right? Good one. But you should have said, you can keep the Porsche. I've got a barbecue in my convertible. Oh, fuck. Why, God, why? Hey, guys. Hi. How's it going? So I found this treasure map in a dumpster that I dove into today when I was looking for where I put my car keys. You guys want to check it out? Do, Do we, we ever? ever? So it reads, when he slash she walks the path of the ubiquitous road of yearning, ye slash thou may find a destination where thirst shall be quenched and jaws may be broken. Well, that sounds like Jim's Chug and Fight Bar on Bruce Campbell Avenue, which so happens to be right here. So madre ira un hamster y su padre oleabayas del sauco. He said your mother was a small furry rodent and your father had the scent of a homeless flavored vodka lover. Did he mention my sister? Chuck Norris! Man, I hope this treasure map doesn't take us to any more bar fights. Three is my limit when hunting treasure. Well, up next it says, cute pooches steer clear. These mutts love the taste of dead animals and sometimes babies. Actually, they always love babies, but who doesn't? Anyways, where was I? Dogs that eat carrion. I wasn't asking. That's just what the map says. It goes on. Oh, yeah. Dogs that eat carrion. Beware of these dogs, for they may steal your soul. For getting the eggnog be their mighty goal. Oh, that's totally the evil coyotes over at the Sebastian Shaw Evil Critter Petting Zoo, which is over here. Now what? I guess we just wait for an evil coyote to attack us and then punch it? What the? Where are we? Did we just get teleported? I am the Dirt Napper. I have summoned you with my Nightcrawler power to stop you from finding the treasure of Napuwani Hahalane. I shall end your expedition now! Wait, what just happened? We're back at the studio and we're wealthy. How did we defeat the Derp Napper? I don't know. I just wrote the script to this based off the plot synopsis to Firewalker that's on IMDb. It just says, they find the Firewalker who wants to stop them. They persevere and return home wealthy. I've never seen this movie. So are we rich or not? Is this the fourth wall or one of those paradynamic sequences that question the boundaries of our own reality? Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. Yes to all of the above, which may sound figurative, but is literal because all of your questions are written above this line in the script. Sam's head just exploded. Nice one. Then all has gone according to plan and we can keep his share of the treasure. <laughs> are you done yet? Can we start the show now? I guess so. Hello and welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. I'm a man. 40. I'm a man! Uh, with me, as always, are Sam and Jackie. Hello, Sam and Jackie. Hello. Yep. Cool. Uh, how's things going with you guys? 
All well? Uh, pretty super. I had some DIY projects that I had to get done. <laughs> All right. I built a shelf, and then after that, I made myself a burrito, which turned into DIY-aria. <laughs> You've been waiting all week for that. I've been you? waiting about three weeks to tell that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like I didn't really ramp it up enough. I think then. we could have waited longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that stinks. <laughs> That's a bad one. Uh, it, I'm depressed because it's the end of summer. This is uh, this is Labor Daber, Labor yeah. Daber weekend, and I am excited because that means here comes the fall. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love the smell of the air. I love all the falling leaves until I have to pick them up off the ground. See, you sound like an NPR lady right now. I like sitting outside drinking until I fall down, and I don't freeze to death yeah. because I sleep outside because I'm a drunk bum. We do get this, you know, next three weeks of being able to do that. And not be too hot at the same time. That's true. That's so true. it is the sort of most wonderful time of the year. And then the leaves pile up and you can just kind of sleep in the leaves. Sleep like in the do. leaves. Yeah. yeah. As long as there's not too much. There's a lot of poop hiding in the leaves. Ooh, touche. Whose is it? I don't know. It could be mine. Why, it's mostly the dogs, I would think. <laughs> I hope Unless it's... you've been pooping in the backyard again. I'm not sure if it makes a difference if it's my poop or not. It's still poop <laughs> and it's gross. Uh, we have some listener feedback. Our recent fan, uh, Red Cap Jack on Twitter at Red Capjack says regarding the superpower of electromagnetic electromagnetic telekinesis that comes at a cost. Remember when we were talking yeah. about this via the uh, Stranger Things girl? Sure. Um, I can't remember what episode that was on, but whatever. You guys rated it not that good because uh, the cost was too high. The cost. The cost. Yeah. Like if you try to fuck with a guy. You know, pick up a guy or something, you would probably knock you out type thing. Yeah. Um, he says, use power on small stuff for a domino effect. Fry a single necessary wire to cripple city blocks or a brain cell to kill, question mark. He gives it a nine. Well, that's the thing is that we did find plenty of nefarious uses, but we're always trying to be good people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Which is I, why my extension penis didn't work because you could only be a master thief. <laughs> right, that's that's why. Yeah, and because you had a grody dick. Uh, regarding our Dante's Peak episode, Lee Dubay, I believe that's how you pronounce Dubai. it. Dubay, D-U-B-A-Y. If we fucked that up, sorry. You are more than welcome to fuck up our names at any time. The grandma in love with a mountain stuff had me laughing so much that I'm positive my colleagues were wondering what the hell was wrong with me. So great. So thank you very much, Lee. That was a very nice compliment. We always appreciate those. We also don't mind being called stupid if it's proper or poignant or not trolling. Or if we're being stupid. Or if we're just being stupid. Okay. Uh, regarding our Prelude to Dreamer episode, Van Diver, imagine that. He says, just to let you guys know, you confused the monkeys and the Marx Brothers with the Three Stooges. You're on probation, Steaker Madness, pending a review based on the level of geek knowledge you display on future podcasts. That is all. Nyuk, nyuk, woo, 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 nya, 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 nya. Yeah, it was the Three Stooges that do the hello, hello, hello. Was it really? We fucked that up. All right. I think it was the monkeys, too. The monkeys were, I mean, did they steal the Three Stooges moves? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't think the Marx Brothers ever did anything like that. They did musical really, numbers, yeah, but yeah. I, I fucked that up. I was well, being stupid. You were. I was being stupid. Van Diver caught you on it and yeah. said, you're dumb, dumb. Way to go, idiot. Whereas we should shan't forget that uh, Harpo Marx invented spiking the football. 
though it's been attributed to somebody else. Huh. If you've ever seen Horse Feathers, it's great. Okay. All right. It's like it's kind of like uh, Ronnie Dame, James Dio's grandmother inventing the bullhorns. Because she wanted a iced tea? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, so thank you all for your wonderful feedback we always love to hear you catch our mistakes and just tell us how glorious we are but also tell your friends how glorious we are because we need more people that are like you on streaming do's and don'ts this week it's the week of paul's paul yeah like paul's market they got good beef no paul Fairhoven. And Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh. Yeah, Jackie and I <laughs> went on a Paul binge. Starting out with uh, an easy one. Total Recall on Stars. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, Total Recall is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Jackie? I love it. Yeah? I'd give it a do. Yeah. Quaid. I don't want to talk too much about Total Recall itself because everybody's talked about it. Unless you have something new to contribute. I don't know. There's the thing with... Because the... Screw you, Benny. Screw you, Benny. That is funny as a one-liner, but mm-hmm. in the context of a one-liner, it barely works because he laughs so maniacally afterwards that he overshadows the one-liner. Yeah. When he's screwing <laughs> it, he's like, ah! Like, he's having way too much fun killing that guy versus, for the rest of it, he seems sort of normal, but when he's drilling through that guy's face, it's like the greatest thing he's ever done. Sure. It's really funny. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Sure. One of the main reasons why I wanted to watch Total Recall again is I wanted to compare it to what uh, uh, we we, we discovered, we flushed out in our Starship Troopers episode. Would you, how would you stack up Total Recall versus Starship Troopers or the other way around? As far as his, I think it's number two to Starship Troopers in that thing that he does with his... uh his media awareness films, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, RoboCop would be three. Okay. But then he just did Zvartbook. It, like, if you want to watch Verhoeven do a really good movie, Zvartbook is, which Black Book is, I think, what it translates to. That's uh, pretty fucking great shit there. But, uh, so I wouldn't hold, because I think that there's problems with, uh, I think they could get, try to get too many miles out of the three boobs. Sure. Uh-huh. There's other little quibbles I have with Total Recall. Versus uh, where I think he's really mastered it with uh, Starship Troopers. And, you know, in Zvart book where he just makes a really fucking good movie. Uh, I don't think Total Recall's really there. But it is sort of like he's honing his craft, say. Mm-hmm. Jackie, how did you feel? That means- I'm, I'm singing you guys the saxophone music from uh, the Three Titty Club. Oh, oh. Yeah. and Boy, I thought that that they had a better soundtrack in Total Recall. All right, but All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Starship Troopers was a little more entertaining All right. and a little funnier. Okay, I think uh, I haven't seen this Spart book, um, but uh, between what I've seen, I would definitely still stick with Starship Troopers. Is his magnum opus? Yeah, it's his like for what those that run of films where he's making media and social critiques it's there's there's not much i don't think there's much of a social critique there's in total recall n- there's not there's some really strong science fiction ideas and concepts like oh that's a really neat idea but it doesn't really say anything about anything and i will give him this uh he did do a, a fair amount of reading because when we did the starship troopers he he got too depressed when he was reading heinlein's uh, starship troopers mm-hmm. whereas the only way that he could have done uh 
Total Recall is to read a bunch of the short stories of Philip K. Dick because there's elements of there's more elements of payback than there is a. We can remember it for you wholesale because we can remember it for you wholesale is only 11 pages long. You couldn't make it into a movie. Sure. I've got another question for you. Let's move to uh, Schwaz. I was thinking about this the other day. If you are to binge watch Arnold Schwarzenegger all day long, say 12 hours of Schwaz. 12. And we're doing all of all of the classics. Like no weirdness, definitely not sabotage. Uh, no six day uh, no junior none of that crap just all good schwas from start to finish and you're drinking the entire time because i believe you can get shit housed watch schwas movies and still enjoy a schwas movie yes but you got to take a nap because you're just too drunk <laughs> which one are you going to take a nap during starting with jackie commando really really Huh. It's close. I would say raw deal. Okay. All right. I was going to say kindergarten cop. I do not consider I, that wouldn't make the 12 hour list for me. No, he, not for me either. He's the potty pooper. That's like one of his most popular films. Who is it that? And what does he do? Yeah, You know, all the lines. I know all the lines, but I wouldn't consider it. I would. Once he starts doing the comedy mumbo, I'm that's past his prime. His yeah. golden era of schwa's. Well, I'm putting it in my list, but I'm taking a nap during it. Okay, well, that's an easy one. Let's say you take that out. <laughs> only action movies. Uh, okay, one. only action movies. Uh, probably, I've never seen Raw Heat Deal or Red Heat, I hate to say. Um, so I can't really justify either of those. Um, but uh, God damn, I'm probably going to go with Total Recall, to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah. I would say the easy choice would be is if you counted it out to 96 that he made it, then you'd be able to pick Eraser. Eraser's, yeah, good, yeah. a good one to count out. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to count in uh, kindergarten, the Cop. last stand, and um, uh, the other fun one that was like uh, two thousand four. See, I feel like I could you could run twelve hours for me just from Conan to like Total Recall. Mm. There's twelve hours worth yeah. of viewing there. Yeah. And I really like still leaving game. a few out. Like, I don't even know if Red Sonia makes it. Oh, Red- you can sleep through oh, Red Sonia. Fuck Red Sonia. I'm out on Red Sonia. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Boo. Ugh. That's a snooze fest. Uh, we have to move on. Next up was the Paul W.S. Anderson Alien versus Predator. <laughs> that thing just sucks. I fucking hate that. Because it's like, it was the thing that you talked about in grade school, like, 20 years before like Alien versus Predator sure, uh-huh. it's gonna be so sweet right and then they made a graphic novel and it was alright yeah and they had the toy line that was better than the graphic novel and then you're like oh this is gonna be so awesome and it comes out you're like you all fuck you what's your problem with AVP it sucks okay what's your problem with AVP that the Predator hooks up with a human instead of just killing her okay that's uh- bullshit there's I mean the problems are so numerous one it's a Paul W.S. Anderson film First off, always bear that in mind. It's one of his worst. Okay. I don't because know. at least with the like Resident Evil, you get what you came for. I didn't get what I came for in this. Hmm. And not to mention that neither the Predator nor the Alien wins because and they both fucking die. It takes like 30 minutes to fucking ramp up into any Like nothing happens for way too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I really like AVP. <laughs> I think it sucks. I think you guys can kiss my ass. Oh, and whatever. I think every other hater out there that's like, it ruined my childhood can go fuck well, themselves. It doesn't ruin my childhood because I don't care that much. But Only the first one of both franchises are good. That's it. The rest of them are all fucking retarded. I don't give a shit. I've heard that on a rewatch that the David Fincher one is supposed to be actually pretty decent. If I you tried. take it as not an alien movie, just as a science fiction no. movie on a ship. Uh, it comes apart about at all the right, there you go. 53 all minute mark. Yeah. That James Cameron one could kiss my fucking ass. I know aliens is so badass. Kiss my fucking ass, aliens James Cameron. Sucks. sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Aliens good. Predators good. The rest of them blow. If it fucks with you and you didn't get to see what you wanted, kiss my ass. It's a fun movie. Lots of guts. People, body parts flying everywhere. And uh, I liked it. See, I didn't think it had enough of the fun. That's my problem mm. with it. I think it's a good time. It's not a great time, but I no. think it's a good time. And I think it's better than people. Uh, I think it's as fun as Mortal Kombat. Wait, the first one, because the second one. Second one sucks. Uh, the, the first, first one. one's. No, the first one's awesome. Is it? It's got Billy Madison's girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, Christopher Lambert is the man who cares oh, too much. Oh, God, yeah. It's awesome. So, Jackie, <laughs> do or do not. On AVP, the film we're talking about. I just wanted to see if you'd do it. <laughs> Get all snarky. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to say do. Okay. There you go. I'm going to say do not because you already watched it and it was dumb. Everybody watched this. That's the one thing. Yeah. It has I, no, I've it. seen it before. I think it's a good revisit. All right. Go all back right. and check it out. It's 2004. That was a long time ago. And I bet you a lot of people haven't bothered with it since then. Uh, next up, uh, another Paul W.S. Anderson oh. movie. Event Horizon on Netflix. God, uh. did, you, did you do it? Did you make sure to watch for the part? There is no part. Yes, there is. No, you, you fucked that up just like Dante's Peak. No. I watched for it, and there is nobody during the blood orgy going, oh, bah, 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 bah. It is. I've done it over and over again. Now, let me ask you, did you see the special edition, or did you see the theatrical well, version? Well, the problem is, is that it's on a screen. Okay. So you have right. to look for a mm-hmm. small part on your screen sure. where there's a screen... It's an on-screen. It's a screen within a screen, Uh uh and there's a guy standing in the back corner just waving his arms around. Was it the special edition or the theatrical It was on a just a VHS tape. Okay, so probably the... Well, actually, you know. So I've done some research about this film. Okay. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson wanted to make it one hour... or Not one hour. Two hours and ten minutes long. Sure. Uh, That is the... There was supposed to be a director's cut of it. Now, there is a VHS copy that has an extended version of the blood orgy. The version Jackie and I watched last night is not a screen in screen. It's a full, it's your screen. Okay. And it only lasts about, what would you say, five seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Very brief. Uh, The extended cut of it is like three minutes of blood orgy. Uh, So I think you've seen the special edition. Okay. Which we the guy's did, I've eating, never seen. It's in the shot where the guy's eating his own arm. His arm, the guy pulls and, his eyeballs out. Yeah, and then in the back, there's a guy just waving his arms like, that's crazy. <laughs> like he's selling cars or something. Yeah, it, 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 Even if it is in that shot, it is maybe two frames. Yeah. And so I would not say that that's stupid enough to ruin an entire film. However, the rest of the film oh, does it for itself. Yes, that movie is terrible. It's Jackie, you go ahead. Um. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted it to fucking end. You're already tainted because it's a space movie. And I thought it was dumb, and I thought the space orgy blood thing was stupid. 
and I just wanted it to end. How did you like Sam Neill doing his evilest acting? I thought that was pretty dark. Was it? I thought it was terrible. It was um, like the acting's the worst part of this. <laughs> but at this, this point in the movie, the I might awful my expectations are extremely low i just wanted to end so i'm like all right well maybe he'll just kill everybody and i can go to bed even if the even if everything surrounding it was great and the story was solid as shit and the pacing was wonderful because that's another problem the pacing sucks yeah the acting is atrociously bad uh sam neil stinks the guy that plays cooper he just needs to be punched off the spaceship <laughs> and it bent he basically does, does get punched off the spaceship. Uh, I will defend this movie in one thing. Its set pieces are fucking incredible. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. got the best set design I've ever seen in a space movie, and I am not making that up. It is huh. massive, giant, gorgeous set pieces that uh, Alien always wished that they could have done, huh. but they just never were able to do with the funds. So... Congratulations on that part, Wes An- or <laughs> W.S. Anderson. Firing the right art director. After yeah. that, you fucked it up. Everything else, not so good. Uh, I'm going to give it a do-nat. I, I don't. It's been so long that I've seen it that I, I want to give it a do because I remember being laughable, but. That's not. I will just defer to your best opinion because I haven't watched it in about five years. Uh, Four people, sort of drunky, might be able to riff it. Might. 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 That's a, I don't know. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Okay. Sam, it's your pick this week. What have you brought for the wild card? Good neighbor, bad neighbor. All right. So this movie is a spoof of Indiana Jones and Romancing the Stone. Is it a spoof? Or well, not a spoof, a- but it's a ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a complete ripoff of, and I guess depending on who you actually what review you read, some people claim that it's got a bunch of uh, either 48 Hours or Beverly Hills Cop in there, too. Oh, brother. Don't like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. This isn't going <laughs> to. <laughs> but let's just do the Indiana Jones. So we'll do the Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor with the three movies would be Indiana Jones, any of them, mm-hmm. uh, Romancing the Stone, and... The Ellen Quartermain movies. So we'll start okay. with Ellen Quartermain, Good Neighbor, Bad Neighbor. As played by Jackie's Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain. Uh, Bad Neighbor. Okay, just because you like looking at him. <laughs> no, I just think he's a good actor. And he seems. Yeah, but you're not going for Richard Chamberlain. You're going for Alan Quartermain. Yes, Alan Quartermain. Well, he seems pretty adventurous. Like he mm-hmm. could save me or my cat if it went up a tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or your handsome male friend. He may swing. <laughs> if he's more likely to help my handsome male friend. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He may swing in a little too hot, though. Like he, like, I'll help you. And then he lashes onto the rooftop and then starts swinging across the street and then totally gets tacoed by the pizza truck. Oh. Like he's got the heart of gold, I think. He's always going to help, but I don't know if he's got the skills, too. The heart of gold that he found in King Solomon's <laughs> mines. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, he may never be home either because he's always hunting for treasure. Well, that makes him a good neighbor because mm-hmm. you have to deal with him unless his weeds get too tall and drop your property value. Yeah, indeed. Which I don't think as uh, I don't think he would let that happen. Oh, yeah? 
I think he's got like some sort of weird gardener that he saved overseas somewhere. Oh yeah, good call. That also like makes really good tea, and you actually hang out with that. That guy's really your neighbor. Yeah, he's and like, he's like uh, the best fucking he's neighbor like ever. Wong in Doctor Strange, or the guy that was the what's the in the Pink Panther is karate housekeeper guy. I don't know. Yeah, not Steve Martin. No, the not Steve Martin. I've never even know. seen that. Yeah, fuck those shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big Pink Panther guy. But anyway. Huh. Jackie, final whirling. Good neighbor. Yeah, I'll give him a good neighbor. Yeah, that was a good argument. Quarterman's a good neighbor. Okay. Indiana Jones. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> Indiana, what's the dog's name? That's shocking. I know, but <laughs> it was, doesn't make it not the dog's name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he really is never home. Like, but super. I bet his weeds get really tall. Real tall. Doesn't have somebody that he rescued that you can have conversations with. Uh, I don't even think that he's got a lot of cash. Well, he's a college professor. Yeah. Everything he gets, he uh, donates to the museum, you know. Um, So, yeah, he doesn't even have the money to pay for like a gardener. So his dad shows up once a month Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make sure the place hasn't burned down. And he's a total cocksucker. Uh, Yes, totally. But he cares. And then if you fucking try to talk to him, he starts quoting Charlemagne. Yes. You're like, oh, God, the <laughs> Charlemagne guy. again. Oh, God. Ah, I had no. to read it in high school, too, dick face. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. I don't know what the guy's name is. Michael Douglas's character <laughs> romancing the stone. Uh, he is there. F- well, oh, no, he bounces around all. He is. I don't even know if he, he has, has a home. He has places to live. Yeah. But they're all over the world, and he just goes, he's nomadic. Yes. But he stays in places for like six months or so while he's uh, trying to cook up a deal. Yes, and he drinks a lot, so, so that's fun. So you would have him for a neighbor just briefly. Like once, he's like that guy that shows up for three weeks once a year, and you get plowed with him a few times. But you would never see him again after that, and ever. The, maybe in two years oh, or Oh, I don't even think in then. Oh. He's he's this man is super adventure. He's already lived all of it up. He's milked it for all that it's worth. He's never coming back because there's nothing left for him. Does he get married to her in the second one? I don't remember because I didn't. She's a romance novel writer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I think she would be a bad. So if they end up getting married, I think I don't know if I'd like to live next to Kathleen Turner's character. No, I don't think I would either, but I don't see that working out very well. So I don't think they're going to stay together. I think I think it's just like the towns. He's just bouncing around ladies as well. Just getting out of there right before the symptoms show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to get that. He's going to get that yacht back at some point. And so then he's going to have any yeah, neighbors. There you go. Uh, I still going to give him a good neighbor just because it's going to be like, well, he was a dick, but three weeks. And I think gone. it's three weeks and he usually buys the vodka. He it usually buys like, the vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Good neighbor. But a little bit of a dick. Ah, bad neighbor. Oh! He's puking in your bushes for three weeks. Huh. I don't think he has time to puke. He's got too many too many treasures to get to, and, and, and things are always happening around him. Even if he's really got to puke, yeah. well, bullets are flying at him, so if he stops and pukes in the bushes, he's dead. So he can't. He's just running down the street puking on himself. Yeah, I think his body's figured out how to get nutrition out of vodka. Because <laughs> that's all he, all he eats is vodka. <laughs> Uh, we should watch that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. All right. I give good neighbor. Two good neighbors, one bad neighbor. Sam, tell us about the Firewalker. It's made in 1986. Firewalker has, since it was released, 
experienced continuing and universal negative reception. Oh, weird. It has a goose egg on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got the whole zero going. I guess those naysayers can pick it outside the box office. Is this thing apparently made $11 million? Hey, uh, profit? It or grossed total. eleven million, and it's a canon film. There's no way it yeah, cost eleven no, 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 million, no, no. right? Not, not a chance. I bet you they didn't even go out out of country to shoot this thing. It was probably five. Yeah, yeah. There's really no way to tell because Canon misreported anything. Who knows if it even made that much? Director J. Lee Thompson was at one point nominated for the Academy Award for his direction of The Guns of Navarone. He would also, at various points in his career, be nominated for the BAFTA and the Palme d'Or. A veteran of over 40 future, 40 feature films, including the original Cape Fear, he somehow spends the last six years of his career directing canon movies. <laughs> and his life. These turds may have killed him. Oh, no. Yeah, he died in 1989 right after he made uh, Kinjite <laughs> with Charles Bronson. All I can figure it from- was the last one. Yeah. I, I can't say Kinjite. It's Kinjite. It's like the one burrito too many. I shouldn't have tried one more. Burrito. And your doctor comes to you and says, I've got bad news. You're going to make it, but you can't direct a canon film ever again. You can't do it. Not one. Well, what if you... Nope, not, not any. Not any. I already started directing Kinjite. No! And then yeah. he dies right in his doctor's arms. And the doctor yeah. just tosses him in the dumpster. Right <laughs> Lost another one. <laughs> Never gets any easier. <laughs> bring uh, in the next canon director. Yeah, next canon director. And then do you have a sandwich back there? <laughs> Well, all I can figure from looking at his timeline that he really liked working with Bronson, which at that point was, well, I guess you're going to have to work for Canon now. Sure. Uh, of the nine films he directed for Canon, only three are without Bronson. Of the remainder, two are Indiana Jones ripoffs. The other one was King Solomon's Mines. Hmm, I like that. So, yeah. King Solomon's Mines, the preferred of the two, for sure. Yes. Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. is making his debut to the Stinker Studios. He'll be back for Iron Eagle when anyone decides to pull the trigger on that trouser snake. <laughs> Iron Eagle isn't even like a, a boner that wants to stab you in the eyes. It's like a bulbous, flaccid penis that wants to rest in front of you. I'm Has Louis Gossett Jr. ever been in anything respectable? Well, Gossett chased his Academy Award what? for Best Supporting Actor in An Officer and a Gentleman, Ow. which isn't any good, Yeah, with a Golden Raspberry nomination for his work in Jaws 3. Sure. D. Yeah, D, D, D. Yeah. It seems like it was all downhill from there, with the exception of The Sleeper, The Principal, which I would say, yeah, that's the movie mm, that he was. That. Uh, it's also, if you ask me, has Jim Belushi ever been in a good movie? Ah. The only one that I would say for either one of them is The Principal, that I think is a really good movie, but I haven't seen in like 12 years. So, okay. yeah. Most recently, he was in The Dependables, which is an Expendables ripoff only made with a team of grandparents. Oh, God. Jesus. And then when they do the Dependables, you're thinking like, oh, it's going to have all these older stars. It's just got Louis Gossett Jr. and Margot Kidder. Looks terrible. My stomach hurts. <laughs> yeah. Well, Melody Anderson has found her way home. It has been a long time since Flash Gordon, but she's back. Hmm. I don't know if we mentioned that she was also in the Jeff's living room hit Dead and Buried when she was uh, last here, but... I think we watched Dead and Buried after we did the Flash Gordon episode, so I, we wouldn't have yeah. mentioned huh. that she was in that. Well, we also mustn't forget that she was the star of the short-lived NBC series Manimal. Okay. I am mostly, Tell me more. I am mostly mentioning Manimal because of its epic fail promotional image. 
that is Anderson next to Star and a guy who should have taken a stage name, Simon McCorkendale. <laughs> <laughs> McCorkendale is holding a falcon, but Melody Anderson's crazy hair is hiding the falconer glove. So the promotional image for the show is a stuffy guy next to a lady with crazy hair who has a large bird on her head. So is he like the Beastmaster? Okay, no, we'll talk about the Manimal. So Manimal, he fights crime by turning into animals. <laughs> then why does he have a fucking bird? That's a really good question. Why doesn't he just turn into a bird when he needs a fucking bird? He usually just turns into a cat. God damn like it. Like a panther and a jaguar? Because it's easier to fight crime when you're a jaguar, you know? You, right. You don't have to worry about, like, uh, you can run kind of faster. You don't have to worry about parking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it only made eight episodes i Weird, can't right? believe it made eight yeah cop rock made three i mean come on <laughs> yeah. cop rock's cop gotta rock. be better than manimal i'd like to see i need to see some manimal <laughs> and you anybody should check out the promotional image because it is it's like lady there's a bird on your head it's a huge bird so dumb We'll keep an eye out for Will Sampson of One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Who's he? Big guy. Ah, not Chief. Yeah, Chief. Oh, okay, cool. Sonny Landham from Predator in 48 Hours. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be an Indiana Jones ripoff without one John Reese Davies. God bless him. <laughs> I know. Why is he even in this movie? <laughs> Why is How did you do that? Is his character named Sala by He chance? probably just snuck on set. Uh, it's, it's not Sala. It's Salah. Yeah. I am Salah in this film. Salah. Salah. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. John Reese davies It's not his first appearance on the show for an episode, is it? Because he's in every bad movie He's in ever. every bad movie, but I don't think we've actually done one with him in yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I like the John Reese davies uh, Jackie, have you seen Firewalker? No. Okay. Uh, I have not. Most people have not. I don't think this is, this didn't get a DVD release, I don't believe. Okay, so how this are we w- watching it? Blu-ray. Ooh, nice. Yes. All, right. oh, All of the fancy. canon stuff's getting re-released. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but uh, unless you can find the VHF's rip on YouTube, I didn't bother to check, but uh, how much was the Blu-ray? I think it was $12. That's a good price for a brand new Blu-ray. If you're going to get it, you should get it now because all these can't, it's like they're doing 50,000. And then mm-hmm. once it get once Amazon gets down to the last 10,000, the price just starts skyrocketing. Yeah. On things. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, uh, come back on Monday when we go through the movie and we'll let you know whether that $12 was well spent or not. I'm guessing it might be. I don't know. I saw a couple clip, a couple minutes of this film, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little I'm worried about it. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it. We'll yeah. see. Hammy, Hammy Chuck instead of Action I Chuck. I think one of the problems is is that you know Walker Texas Ranger is the most hilarious show on television mm-hmm. until Chuck Norris makes a joke, mm. and this is a bunch of Chuck Norris yeah. making jokes. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.